Good morning, everybody. Don't you just love it when everything kind of leads up to what you're saying? And that's what I feel has happened this morning, even the music and what Costas was saying about Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that parted the seas, you know, and rose Jesus is in us. And that's what I'm going to be talking about, partnering with the Holy Spirit. So it leads really on to what I'm saying. So I'm going to be reading lots of things that Jesus has said this morning. So you're going to hear lots and lots of verses. So I'm going to start with John 16:7, where Jesus said, It is good for you, I go away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. John, 6, uh, John 14, 26, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. John 14, 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you Know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. Amen. Jesus told us that he sent his Holy Spirit and he lives in us, that we might, and we might not always feel his presence. Sometimes we do. Sometimes there are physical manifestations of the Spirit. Some people shake. I've actually seen someone with a light around their head, just like you see the old pictures. I've seen someone like that. Some people fall down in the presence of the Spirit because it's so heavy that you actually just can't stand up. You just need to sit down in his presence. But whatever the case, Holy Spirit is in us. Yeah, doesn't matter how we feel. And God doesn't do things in halves. He doesn't give us a little bit of Holy Spirit. When he says Holy Spirit is in you, he means Holy Spirit is in you. Not a little piece of him. Yeah? Complete Holy Spirit. That same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus is in us. Yeah? Romans 1:17 says, The righteous will live by faith, and faith believes the word of Christ. Living, living by faith can be so exciting, but it can have its challenges too, yeah? And the enemy will try to convince us that we don't have enough faith. He reminds us of all our failures and tries to make us think we're not worthy. And promises, and that the promises of God don't apply to us. He does that so that we'll hide our face in shame from God and we won't go close to him. But that's where our faith comes in. Yeah. We have a choice to believe the enemy or we have a choice to believe the word of God. Okay. Christ's blood made us worthy and righteous. He washed us clean. So Holy Spirit can live in us. We can come close. When Jesus died on that cross, that curtain in the temple ripped in two. There is nothing separating us from the love of God. Nothing. So instead of focusing on our failures, faith keeps us focusing on what Christ has accomplished, not on what we haven't. Yeah. 
When Jesus died on the cross and went down to hell in our place, he paid fully for our sins. He didn't pay for a little bit. When he was there, he made a public spectacle of the devil and he rose again victorious. When he left hell, so to speak, he took our papers of debt and condemnation and sin and guilt with him. He took them away with him. They were paid in full. There is nothing that the devil has on you. Past, present, future. It was all paid for. And Jesus took those papers, so to speak, with him. Nothing that the devil tells you that condemns you is true. Nothing. It's by faith that you believe it and you walk in that. Holy Spirit is in you. We are free. More than that, We've been given authority over the works of the enemy. And why? Why have we been given authority? Well, in Matthew 10, Jesus tells us. He says, go heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, so freely give. Not freely you will, freely you have received. You have received. I want to say it again. You have received. We are commissioned to carry on the works of Christ and bring others into freedom, into that love, that grace, that mercy, and that healing. How do we do that? Well, in Exodus 4... God told, sorry, God told Moses to go and speak. But Moses replied, what if they don't listen? What if they don't believe that it's you who sent me? And God answered, what's that in your hand? He said, a staff. God said, throw it on the ground. So he did, and it became a snake. Moses ran away from it. <laughs> God told him, reach out your hand, pick it up by the tail. As he did, it turned back into a staff. God said, that is a sign if they don't believe you. Then God said to him, put your hand in your cloak. Pull it out. And it was leprous. I can imagine how shocked he was. I think I'd have been absolutely terrified. But God said, put it back in. So he did. When he pulled it back out, it was clean again. The Lord said, if they don't believe the first sign, they might believe the second. Moses was still unsure. And he said to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since I have spoken to you. I am slow of speech and of tongue. The Lord said to him, who gave humans their mouth? Who makes them deaf and mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go and I will help you speak. I will teach you what to say. Now, what I'm getting at is Jesus told us what to do. And he promises us and promises to give us everything we need. Yeah. Just like with Moses, he'll use whatever you have, even if it's something as simple as a staff. We have what we need. All we have to do is to keep close with him, humble ourselves Walk in faith and believe what he tells us. And he will use us. He will use each of you. 
When Jesus came, he he taught us everything we need to know. He taught us how to serve each other, and we spoke about that last week. He showed us how to have a relationship with Father, with Son, and with Holy Spirit. He taught us how to pray. He taught us the Lord's Prayer. He taught us to keep his, his commands, and he taught us who we are to him. Do you know who you are to him? You're his child. He gave his life for you and for me. We're special. I remember growing up, my parents used to say, you're special, because I was adopted. They used to say, you're special. I never really believed it. But we are special. We are special to Christ. He knows every hair on our head. Luke 10 says, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and all over the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you, but nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. James 4 says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Yeah? Resist the devil, and he will flee. Notice it doesn't say he's not going to approach you. He says, resist him, and then he'll go away. Yeah? He's like that little niggling thing behind you, isn't he, sometimes, you know, whispering in your ear. But if you resist him and say, go away, because that's not what my Lord says. He has to flee. 1 Peter says, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an in and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. I just want to read that last bit again. The inheritance is kept for you in heaven, who through faith are shielded by God's power. Amen. Matthew 28, Jesus said, I have given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go, sorry, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always till the end of the age. All these verses are showing us who we are now as children of God, not who we might be in the future, who we are now. They tell us what Jesus wants us to do. They tell us he's given us the authority to do it. And they tell us he has given us Holy Spirit to be in us, with us forever. They tell us we have everything to accomplish his plan and purpose in our life. We just have to walk by faith. We just have to walk by faith and believe it. That's all we have to do. Moses didn't think he could do it, but God showed him he could use whatever he had, including a piece of wood. And one of the things that we have as a tool is our testimony. Our testimonies are very powerful. Remember the other week when Florence got healed here in church? What a wonderful testimony that was. 
Our testimony is so powerful. Every one of our testimonies is so powerful. Testimonies bring glory to the Father. It shows the Father that we are walking in faith and in the Lord's footsteps and that we believe and have faith. They have power when people hear them. We can say a thousand words to a neighbor, a friend, a family member about church. But when we add that little bit, God did this for me, or I was healed. What do you mean you were healed? It has so much power. No one can deny our experience. Last week, Julie gave a testimony about starting to tithe. And when she did, she not only got a raise, but she got a check for PPI and she got paid back tenfold. The amazing thing about Julie's testimony was it showed on her face her gratitude. It brought her to tears. That's what our testimonies do. People can't deny our experience because it's real and it shows on our face how grateful we are to God. When you do that, you're sharing how much God loves you. You're sharing that he's real. You're sharing that he's alive. You're sharing the gospel. Sometimes when, when we hear, well, part of being a Christian is sharing what you've, what you've got. And we think, oh, I don't know how I can do that. That's what your testimony does. That's all it is. It's sharing who you are, how much God loves you, what he's done for you. Every testimony is a shining light for Christ. You are a shining light for Christ. You're sharing that Christ makes a way where there was none. When we pray and we, for the sick and we see miracles, it's amazing, isn't it? And I saw this on Facebook the other day. When prayer becomes our habit, miracles become our lifestyle. I love it. I think I'm going to print it on my wall somewhere. I just love that. It's brilliant. We get to partner with Holy Spirit and to bring hope where there wasn't any. He turns our mourning into, dark, uh, into dancing. He turns our tears into joy. There is no one like our God. He rose from the dead because death couldn't hold him. He's alive and that's worth sharing. Even that little bit. He's alive. He's the only God who rose from the dead and he's alive. He's not made of wood. He's not made of gold. He's not made of diamonds. He's alive. He's real and he lives. And part of him lives in us. Holy Spirit lives in us. And the exciting thing is he's doing a new thing. Every day he's doing a new thing. And we are amazingly privileged to be part of that. We can walk in faith and we can partner with Holy Spirit to do what he has planned for us. So this morning, I just want us to remind ourselves, as we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. Let's ask the Lord, what staff are we holding that he can use. Because when we do, we bring glory to the Father. Let's partner with Holy Spirit. Let's have fun. Because it is fun. It's not a drudge. It's fun. Let's partner with him. Let's take his hand. Let's run with him. And let's have some joy. Let's have some peace. Let's have some fun. And let's see what he can use with us. I would have been amazed if he took something from me and said, right, throw it down. Now it's a, a snake. Brilliant. I love it. I can't wait to see what he's going to use from me. How exciting is that to know that Holy Spirit 
lives in us and he's going to use us to do something amazing. I just think it's brilliant. I can't wait for the next testimony. How about you? So this week, let's be bold. Let's be courageous. Let's pray for someone. Let's give our testimony and let's tell them how much God loves them. Yeah. God has no limits and he has promised to give us everything we need to do what he asks of us. Amen. So I'd like to pray for us this morning. Lord, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that it's the truth. I thank you that we can trust in you. And I pray for more faith in us, Lord. I pray that you just hold our hand and you do take us running with you. I pray that we'll have testimonies of things like staffs, although we don't need one, thank goodness. But maybe someone with a walking stick, you can do something with that. Lord, I can't wait to hear your testimonies. So I just pray your blessing on this congregation and on our wider community, Lord. And let us have miracle after miracle, Father. I just thank you for who you are and what you've done and what you're doing in us. In Jesus' name, bless them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.